As I was praying, asking God what to share with you all today, um, I'll be honest, I struggled a little bit. Um, you know, we had a late night last night with the youth thing, and um, so I came over here early this morning, began to pray, and you know, God spoke to me a little bit last night, and I sometimes don't listen right at first, you know, y'all ever do that, just, you kind of, yeah, okay, well, I hear you God, whatever. <laughs> well, he reminded me as I woke up this morning of this one word, once again, victory. So I'm going to share with you today about victory. You know, we have victory through Jesus Christ. And what does that really mean? Um, there's a whole lot of things you can say about victory. Uh, we we have victory over sin. We have victory over death. You know, Jesus showed us that it was possible to overcome death, right? Uh that doesn't mean we're going to live forever in the form we are now. But it does mean that we have a blessed hope. So let's go to the Lord in prayer before I go any further. God, I just come to you right now, Father. Lord, I know your presence is here. I, I sent your spirit right now, Lord. And I thank you for coming and being with us today. And Lord, right now, I need You, God. I need Your strength. I need Your anointing. Father, I can't do this without You. So I just surrender myself to You right now and ask that You would move. That You would speak through me, Lord. That, that the things I say today would be a blessing to those that are here. Lord, I ask that You open their hearts and minds right now. Help them to forget about everything else going on in their life. All the things, the troubles and worries of this world. And help them to just think about You right now. Focus on Your Word. And Lord, we give You thanks and honor and glory and praise for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 25. Isaiah chapter 25, verse 8. We're going to read this one and then I'm going to Kick you over to another one here in just a second. You know, Isaiah obviously was a prophet. And a good deal of what he prophesied about was about Jesus. So, Isaiah verse 20, chapter 25, verse 8 says, He will swallow up death in victory, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces, and the rebuke of His people shall take away from off all the earth. For the Lord hath spoken it. So, this is prophecy once again about Jesus and what He was coming to do. He, he came to defeat death, right? And that's what He did. So turn to Isaiah chapter 61 now. 61 and verse 1. This is Scripture that Jesus read in the temple. And He was basically making a public statement there. This is me that this is talking about. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. And y'all, this is... This is my mission statement here. Okay? I hope it's yours. 
See, this is prophecy about Jesus. And like I said, he read this in the temple saying, this is me. Okay? Well, guess what? This is us. We're supposed to be just like him, right? We're supposed to do all the things he did. We're supposed to be his body in this world. So let's read this. Verse 1 says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek, He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He might be glorified. And they shall build the old waste. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. Y'all know what that... I can sum that up in one word. Victory. He came to proclaim liberty to the captives, right? Victory. You're going to repair the old desolations. Restore things to the way they should have been. Victory, right? Overcoming the damage that has been done in this world by the, by the movement of sin across all of humanity. That's victory. You know why that's such a wonderful thing? Does anybody know why it's such a wonderful thing? Because that's my victory. I didn't have to do anything. You understand that? He won the victory over every battle I may ever face for me. My victory is already won. I just have to wait to receive it, right? It's coming. It's coming. I still have to go through trials and tribulations and temptations and persecution here right now, but my victory is on the way. You see, I don't have to sit and wonder, how am I going to do this? How is the victory going to be won? Because this book spells it out. This book writes down the history already. It's already been written. The history is already done, and we had not even got to it yet. The victory is won. You see, there's going to come a day when all sin is gone. There's going to come a day when all tears are washed away. That hadn't come yet. It hadn't come yet, man. There's still tears. But there'll come a day when they're gone. I hear people sometimes say, how are you going to possibly remember anything about this life when you get to heaven? Because you'd be so sad. No, listen, (laughs) that's not the case. Because there's going to be overwhelming joy. You're going to look at things in such a different perspective than you do now. And you're going to say, you know what? Glory be to God. I have the victory. The victory's mine. Somebody here today needs to hear this. I don't know who it is, but I know you need to know. You face all kinds of things in this life. Man, it seems like we go from one battle to the next, 
just right after the other, especially when you start to try to serve God. Man, it, it just seems like the devil comes at you with everything he's got. He tries to create strife in your friends and your family and those relationships. He tries to divide you. He tries to separate churches. He tries to drive a wedge wherever he can. And the battle rages on and on and on. But the Word of God tells me that when He comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against Him. Do you understand what that means? It means I have the victory in Jesus Christ. Because I serve Him, because I serve the Almighty God, I serve someone that has already conquered it. He's already overcome it. We don't have to wait to see how the battle's going to We don't have to wonder, is our king strong enough? You see, he's already proven to this world. He's already proven to his children that he has overcome. He's already showed it to be true. We don't have to sit and wonder what the outcome's going to be. Y'all ever get wrapped up in a TV show? And at the end of the season, there's always a cliffhanger, right? And you got to wait till the next year to find out what's going to happen to old Jim Bob. What's going to happen to so-and-so? Because they leave you hanging there wondering, are they even alive? I don't know. You see the car blow up, but you don't know for sure they're in there, right? So you bide your time. You wait around till that next year comes. And what happens? Man, everybody's glued to the TV, right? Oh, tonight's the first, first episode of whatever show. We gotta see it. We gotta see what happened. You know, there's even a black market for people that can get their hands on this stuff and distribute it early. Isn't that crazy? That's how wrapped up we get in that stuff. And all of it's hinged on the one point of wanting to know the outcome. Right? There's something in us. It's just a part of our curious nature that wants to know the answers. But look, what we got right here, a story beyond anything anybody in Hollywood can ever create. Oh, praise God. A story beyond any kind of imagination you could ever see. Look, I watch all kinds of shows. And man, I wonder sometimes, how do these people come up with this stuff? How can they just dream this stuff up? Man, I'm not that creative. But you look at that. You start to read those stories. And they're not just stories. Say something. You can't make that stuff up, man. You can't do it. And you see time after time how the victory was given to the children of God. Huh? Last night, Ryan was talking to those kids. He spoke about how David defeated Goliath. Victory given to the the little man, right? The underdog. And I thought about how many times you would see these little small armies... Who was the man, Brother Larry? My mind's blank right now. It was a Gideon that had the big, huge army and God kept sending people away. He started out with, I don't know, 300,000. 
And God cut them down to 30,000. And then 3,000. said, no, that's still too many, Gideon. you got 300. That's what you got to work with. And he went over there and defeated. Not defeated. That's not the right word. That's not the appropriate word. He devastated this other mighty army because God was on their side. The Word says, if God be for you, who can be against you? See, that's a rhetorical question. It tells you it answers itself. God's on your side. Nobody can stand against you. Nobody can be your adversary when the Almighty Creator of the universe is on your side. Why? Because history's already written. You know why Jesus said it is finished? Because it was finished. It's done. There is no other opportunity for the enemy to mount some sort of assault and come back and reclaim. There is no other opportunity for the enemy to come back and take some position that's not rightfully his. There is no opportunity for him to no longer take captives from the kingdom of God. He's beaten. He's defeated. He's devastated. And all he's doing right now is trying to hang on to whatever he can. The end is drawing near, y'all. Church, listen to me. This isn't prophecy. I'm not claiming to be some kind of prophet, but I read the Word. I see the events going on in this time. And you know what? It may, people may have been saying this a hundred years ago, but I guarantee you we're a hundred years closer than we were then. The time is drawing near. There's going to come a day, the Bible tells us, that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. doesn't matter if they want to. It didn't say anything about that. It said everybody will. They're going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Praise God, we know that already, right? We're already under the, the knowledge of that. We know about the victory. You know what our job is? To share it with those that don't. Listen. Our message don't have to be just doom and gloom. Our message don't have to be, look, you're going to hell. It's the truth. If you don't know God, you're going to hell. But you can also tell them about victory. You can also tell them, look, there is a time coming when the saints of God are going to walk this earth in perfect health, perfect everything. And God is going to be here with us. There won't be no tears. There won't be any sadness. Why? Victory. Y'all ever, y'all ever played in some sort of sports or anything like that? And you lose a few games. I mean, you kind of get down. But then you win one. Man, ain't that a good feeling? (laughs) You even start talking a little trash, don't you? Uh huh. We showed y'all, knowing you just lost the past three games. But you start to get a little excitement in you, right? You start to feel a little confidence. Think you start walking tall, man. We whooped their tails, man. We gave them a waxing, right? Why is that? Because you came to the knowledge of victory, right? Victory, sweet man. It's sweet. It don't taste anything like defeat. Man, defeat will leave a sour taste in your mouth. It'll ruin your day. 
It'll ruin a year if you dwell on defeat. Listen, I have battles I don't win. I'm not trying to sugarcoat everything this morning and make you think you're going to live this life and everything's going to be grand. No, man. I have battles I face. Trials I go through. Temptations I have to endure. But I keep, I'm, I'm always reminded of this one scripture where, where Paul talked about how he had something that was troubling him, something that he had prayed three times to God. Listen, three times this apostle, right? Paul we're talking about. This guy, man, look, he had sway with God, y'all. God visited him on a road. He saw Jesus, man. He had sway with God. He went three times to the Father and said, just remove it. Just take it away. I don't want this anymore. I don't want to deal with this no more. God said, Paul, my grace is sufficient. You can do it. You see, sometimes we have trials and temptations and tribulations, all these troubles that come about in this life. You know why? Because we still live in a sinful world. We still are are broken to an extent. Even though we've been saved, even though we are a child of God, we still have those troubles. But His grace is sufficient. And every time I'm going through something, I remember that Scripture. Oh yeah, I need to keep leaning on God. You know what? When everything's going good, you know what I do? I don't trust God like I should. I start looking to myself. And He'll bring about some trial. And say, Kevin, you remember me? You you remember? Huh? And then I'll get there. Hopefully I don't have to get to the bottom. But I'll remember. Oh yeah, God, I, I remember. I trust You, Lord. I start feeling sorry for myself sometimes. I say, God, why do I have to go through this? Can't you just take this away from me? Oh, yeah, He can. But His grace is sufficient. He don't have to take it away. He keeps you in line sometimes like that. He lets you endure some of those things and learn a lesson. You know what the best lessons I ever learned were? The hard ones. Because I learned them. Right? Once you learn it, you don't forget those. You don't forget the hard ones. The easy ones you kind of figure out like that, you may, you may forget about that and have to go through it again. Them hard ones, man, once you figure it out, once God instructs you, you don't usually go back through that again. But listen, what this is about today... Is victory. It's about overcoming. I want you to understand when you leave here today that it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. It doesn't matter where you find yourself right now. It doesn't matter who your family is and, and what they've done to you. It doesn't matter. Because see, it's not about our circumstances. It's about the end result. It's about what's coming up ahead. And you see, you can have joy with the knowledge of knowing we're going to win. We're going to win. We may have some defeats here and there. 
That's just life, man. That's life in a sinful world. But we have the victory in the end. I don't have to worry about death. I'm going to die someday. I don't have to worry about it. Death has lost its sting. I'm going to share one more scripture with you today. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to start in verse 50. Now y'all listen. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. You know what that means? You can't stay the way you are and enter the kingdom of God. Something has to change, right? Verse 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep But we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised. Incorruptible. means you're not going to be the same as you were. We shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and the mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? (laughs) I need to say that different. You can't say it that way. Okay? Y'all listen. O death, where is thy sting? Right? you got to have a little bit of boastfulness in you, right? Come on, death. Where's your sting now? Right? You ain't got nothing on me. Y'all don't understand what I'm saying today. You see, people spend their life here worrying about death. There's people that can't enjoy one single day because they worry about death. When I was a kid... I know it was the devil. He tried to convince me I wasn't going to make it to 21. And I was fearful. Right? I was fearful. Somebody told me a scripture one time. It says that God does not give you a spirit of fear, but of peace, love, and a sound mind. And when I heard that, I said, okay, that can't be God. So who must it be? Right? That's Satan. 
You know why he's telling me that kind of stuff? He wants me to be afraid, number one. You can't operate in power and might when you're afraid. He wanted me to be afraid. He wanted me to be worried all the time. But see, when I come to the knowledge of victory, when I come to the knowledge of what I had in Jesus Christ, all of a sudden, death lost its sting. It didn't matter. Y'all listen now. It didn't matter if I made it to 21 because I was going to do what I needed to do while I was here. I had victory, right? I had victory, y'all. I began to understand. It doesn't matter what the, what the devil tries to throw at me. It doesn't matter how I feel about the situation. The end result is victory. The end result's victory. Doesn't matter how this life works out. My eternal life is secure in the one that I'm persuaded is able. Right? Jesus is able. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? You don't have victory. You see, those, those demons, Satan himself was rejoicing when Jesus died on the cross. That's because they didn't know yet. <laughs> Brother Larry, they didn't know yet. They didn't know what was coming. The Word tells you in another place that before He ascended to the Father, He first descended. And it says He led captivity captive. He took them with Him. Right? He broke open the gates of hell. He says, Satan, you don't have power over these no more. Right? He wasn't talking about sinners. He wasn't talking about the ones that had already died in sin. He was talking about those ancient saints. Those saints that were waiting. Those saints that were crying out to God, Oh God, when are you going to redeem us? God, when are you going to free us? And all of a sudden, y'all hear what I'm saying? Jesus died on the cross. He proclaimed before He died, It is finished. And guess what He did? He set the captive free. He set them free, y'all. He set me free that day. There was a time in my life that I cried to Jesus. I said, Jesus, I need You. I realized where I was in sin. I realized the impact of sin in my life and what it, what it had given me. It had given me nothing but death in every situation in my life. And I realized I was in need of a Savior. I was in need of somebody to rescue me. Have y'all ever been in here about to drown? Hmm? You ever been in that situation? Helplessness don't begin to describe how it feels. And all of a sudden, somebody grabs you. Come on, man, get out of there. Pulls you up. Psalms 40 talks about being in a horrible pit. But He pulls you out and sets you on a rock. Right? He didn't set you on the shore and you slip back down in there again. He pulls you out and He sets you over on a rock. That's what my God did for me. That's what it... Look, victory, y'all. I've got victory. Victory.